Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Whatever, we're close enough. (laughs) It's going to be off until we're back on. Dude, it is such a weird thing to be uh, virtual this whole time. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. I like, miss you, man. I know. I haven't seen you in like a hot minute. I know. Right. I know. Go ahead. Intro. Gotta do the intro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hernan is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're helping you create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James C.S., where with Pipeline Insurance, <laughs> where we empower licensed professionals to effectively add insurance to their existing businesses. And speaking of which, I just got off the phone uh, while you were sitting there waiting for me, uh, as you usually are. I was finishing up a phone call with one of our partners on the life insurance side of things. And I wanted to make this one point, and this is really funny that he actually said this to me. Uh, he says, you know, the difference between life insurance and P&C is that on the P&C side, which is your Property auto, medicine. your home, your business, right? On that side of the thing where we're protecting all your stuff, we live off of renewals. So every six months on your auto policies or every year with uh, most of your other policies, we get the commission every time that the policy renews. Whereas on the life side, it's very front heavy, right? um, And you get all of the commission just in that first year and there's very little or no commission trailing the years after. So uh, he was, you know, telling me about that, asking me how things are going on, uh, you know, with pipeline insurance through all this COVID stuff. And, uh, you know, he's like, man, I I really wish that I had built a book of PNC business because I think that'd be sustaining me a lot better right now. I don't, I'm not able to meet with all of my life insurance prospects and continue to grow that book of business. So, you know, that starts to suffer. It's tough. It's tough. It is. Like having that check to come in every month is very nice. It feels good. It like it, it's, really it's a weight off your shoulders a little bit, but on that life insurance side, you're right, dude. And, and it's not just that there's a lot of other industries that are like that insurance. I mean, uh, real estate agents are like real that estate. too. Yep. And, and having to shift what they're doing, like change the way that, that they operate, like, Zoom, I'm surprised is is doing as well as it is. Like I'm surprised that it's still working because I'm know there's a huge influx oh of gosh. people that are using this type of medium to communicate, to like reach out to their clients, to their prospective clients, to you know, whoever. Bravo and kudos to all of those engineers out there, everybody who is 
maintaining all of our whatever mainframes and servers and all of this technical stuff that I know nothing about anymore. Uh, but those people over there at Zoom, uh, the people that are keeping our internet running, uh, whether it's through Cox or Spectrum or Time Warner, whoever the heck you got your internet through, uh, AT&T, et cetera, like all of these people are, are keeping the lights on for us right now for so many businesses, like so many businesses that uh, didn't know that they could be mobile are learning really quick. I can be mobile. Yeah. I can be remote. I can work remotely. Like everybody that, that didn't have a system in place is figuring it out real quick how to put that system in place and, and just make it happen because we all have to. Dude, necessity, right? I mean, it's it, it's exactly what's going on right now, and, and this is one of those times. The mother of innovation. Absolutely, necessity is the mother of all innovation. But like f- for this show, it's it's about. I mean, today's topic is about making the best use of your time. And even though we have technology like Zoom at our fingertips, and we're allowed, we're we're able to use it. I mean, it's a completely different era. You look a hundred years ago when they had the last pandemic, like they did now, they were stuck. Like, they, how do you get even information or statistics or or like quarantine like initiatives out? Like, you just it it doesn't did move. They have as the radio quickly. back then? Uh, I don't know. 1918. I'm pretty sure they had radio. Um, radio, had fireside yes, chats. TV, and, no. Yeah, radio for sure, TV no. But I mean it's it's a lot of that sort of stuff. Like how do you communicate? We're at least able to do that. And at the same time, you have the you, you have a lot of people working from home. You have a lot of people who are locked in and they still gotta do their work, but there's that oops, I slept in or eh, I don't wanna do this. Or eh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch another episode on Netflix. Like that can happen really easily. You know, this time to me, this is like more valuable time right now that you're mm-hmm. locked in than normally when you're in your productive state. Cause you know, like right now, everything that you do means that much more because there's other people who are not. Like they're the same thing, like if you're a real estate agent and you've closed a couple deals, maybe you're thinking, you know what, this is a perfect time to take some time off. But there are the other ones that are like, you know what, this is the perfect time. This is a great opportunity. I was listening to uh, Sam Karimian this morning and he mm-hmm. was talking about, uh, he's, he's uh, the big block guy and he was talking about how yeah. like right now when you talk to a for sale by owner, they have zero marketing out there. How are they going to be when they have this particular situation right now? Or, or you have people who have been thinking about maybe selling their homes and now are like, I need to take advantage right now. I mean, right now is a perfect time if you're in real estate to be taking advantage of selling or buying at, uh, on a home. Think of it from a seller's point of view. We're at the top of a market potentially hitting a downturn. So this mm-hmm. is an, an ideal time to get your home listed if you want to get top dollar. And on the flip side, if you're a buyer, right now is a beautiful time. Interest rates are at, a, at an all-time low. They're, they're right. a little bit higher than what we expect because of, because of volume, but you can still get a good mortgage rate in right now. So there's people who are ready to buy and taking advantage of that. You got, you got the, the best of both worlds there. If you're a real estate agent, the most difficult part right so, now is communicating. Hang on, hang on. What you, what you just said, that we have the best of both worlds, whether you're a seller or a buyer, that makes me think that that is a legitimate peak. That is a legitimate peak, dude. And, and right now is the time when you want to take advantage of it. But again, this is one of those things where what are you doing with your day? Scary, dude. That is scary. Well, okay. It's freaking scary. Like, imagine, could, I mean, if we're, if we're really at that kind of a peak, like, where's the market going to go? Like, what long-term effects 
are we going to see from everything that's happening right now? Think of all the businesses that have had to close their doors, shutter their doors for how long? How many people are going to be out of business, right? These, these restaurants, these small restaurants, I was reading something about how uh, restaurants are just like the rest of us, right? And the rest of us, you know, we're referring to the majority of people who don't necessarily have a little nest egg piled away. There's a lot of people, I would say the majority of Americans don't have savings to be able to survive for three months or six months or whatever. And that's the case for so many small businesses as well. When business is shutting down and people are not able to survive, what's going to happen to so many of these small businesses that we really that we see around our neighborhoods is everybody going to start shuttering their doors are we going to see a huge collapse in in the general economy in the next few months well you know what they always say it's it's money doesn't disappear just changes hands Right? Money doesn't disappear; it just changes hands. So there's going to be a lot of people who go out of business, um, and the 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 issue with that is there's going to be other people who are buying up these opportunities that exist. That's true, right? That's there's, true because they were prepared. Because they were prepared, and and that's the thing mm. about that's the thing about these kinds of situations is um, you are supposed to plan ahead, like those doomsday preppers, right? So you have doomsday mm. preppers that are prepared with things to survive, but at the same time, you have, you should have a business plan there for you to survive. You should have a, yeah. you should have, a, you know, enough reserves to take advantage of these types of situations. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of people who we've spoken to, um, along the way that are like, you know what, I'm going to get ready to invest when the, when the downturn comes and they're thinking, cause their home has a lot of equity that that's what they're going to use to invest. And then when the, when the tide shifts, like, like we are right now, when it's like a quick shift in the economy and you're trying to get your, your loan closed to get equity out, like all of a sudden it's backed up with everybody else who had the same genius idea as you did. And that puts a damper on a lot of things. And like I said, we're going to have, like, uh, I was, I was listening to Sam. I was listening to Tim and Julie Harris. And a lot of them are saying mm-hmm. we're comparing this types of recession, this type of economic change. Um, it's much more comparable to nine 11 than it was in mm-hmm. 2008, right? In 2008, this was very much a big economic thing where, you know, uh, we were, we were shifting in like in loans that weren't really working out very well. They were in the derivative market, all kinds of stuff like that. And it was a long drawn out process where here, this is more like nine 11. This is more like, you know, all of a sudden something happens and boom, we could have put a big halt to the, to everything. So if you look at that trend of what happened in 9-11, you saw a sharp, a sharp decline in the economy and then a big boost in stimulus um, to try to boost everything up. And, and so we saw a big drop real quick and then a nice big pop-up back to where we were supposed to be. And then after that, we had a few good years and then 2008 came along the corner. But that's kind of so one of those... you think this is more like 2001 as opposed to 2008? Yeah, I think it's more like 2001 as opposed to 2008. Exactly. And, and we're going to see... I like that hope. I hope, I hope. And, and, but again, this is one of those long-term things, right? So that's what we're thinking in the U.S. economy. But our U.S. economy is very much uh, tied into imports from the Chinese economy. And they've been shut down for a long time. Like, dude, I saw, I saw pictures the yeah. other day of where they were comparing the pollution rate from a normal day in China to where it is today. Like, dude, that was a huge difference in, in just the, like, 
normally in China, you'd see fog. It looked like fog. It's smog, really, because all the production that they do, all, everything that they're, they're, they're pumping out. A lot of smog. You couldn't see things. People wore masks anywhere, anyways in China, but not to protect themselves from, from a virus, but to protect themselves from the smog. And they showed the same city today, and it's crystal clear. You can see the top of the buildings. You can see the blue sky. It's super clear. People are still wearing masks, but they're wearing masks to protect themselves from the virus, not from pollution. So if you have such a big haul in the Chinese economy as far as production of products, you know, my biggest concern right now is I went to Walmart today to shop for my in-laws because I didn't, we didn't want them going out, right? Yeah, so I yeah. went out and shopped for them. Uh, they're missing a few items. And I go to a couple different stores and the shelves are empty still, right? So, yep. and, and no I'm milk, no eggs, no bread, no meat. Yeah, well, milk is actually, I did see a lot, but uh, eggs really? are tough. Oh, yeah. man. You got to get you some I gotta milk. Go, I got to yeah, I gotta go get a gallon from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but but my concern is when those next truck shipments come in, are they gonna have things on them? You know what I mean? Are they are they gonna have the products that are coming in from overseas? Are they gonna have anything that that we need to to restock these shelves? And mm -hmm. if we if they don't, that becomes a different issue, right? Like right now, one of the big things that we're that that I keep talking about is is buy, go out to eat, do what you can to eat at local small businesses right now, um, while they're while they're still open, while they still have food coming in, while the shipments are still good. You know, help them to survive as much as we possibly can. I mean, I know it puts a strain on on individual budgets, so I can understand that too. But if you can, if you if you have those reserves, do it. So check it out. You know that one of the things I do is I don't spend $10 bills, right? So right. I have a nice little stash of $10 bills. And I figured nice. if there's any time to dip into this reserve of just in case money, I mean, what better time than now? Like this is the time, you know? It's a pretty good time, man. That's hell of a rainy day fund. That's a rainy day fund, right? And, and the cool thing was I started doing it with $5 bills too. I, I got oh, because I was I was selling the pop tarts in the classroom, and so oh, okay, when I was selling yeah. the pop tarts, I would come up with fives and I would just dump them on the side. So I had a small little stash of five, but I got a good stash of tens, right? And this mm -hmm. is one of those opportunities where I was like, look, I mean, this is where this is supposed to go, right? This is where the just in case happens. This is just in case we're literally quarantined in our houses. We're literally stuck. And, and if I'm going to buy food, there's only so much I can put in my freezer. There's only so much that I can put away. Oh, we got Vidal on the line. Yeah. I invited <clears throat> anybody who wanted to share uh, what we're doing, what they're doing. With their time. Uh, with their time. Vidal, what's up, my man? How you doing, my friend? Then we got to get him unmuted. So anyways, I'm spending those $10 bills and I went, you know, I went to go uh, grab some Cali Comfort barbecue. Um, we, we bought some stuff here locally in the small shops just to kind of, you know, recycle some of that money into, into our local economy. Cause that's what, that's what it's all about. That's where we want to do. We want to help them out. <clears throat> so Vidal, I think we need you to put your uh, mute in your video on if you want to hop in this thing. But yeah, dude, so for, for me, that's, that's what it was about. It was about getting those, uh, helping out that small business. We know what it's like being in small business. I mean, we, we insure them. Um, you know, we are one. So, you know, do anything you can to help is, is what we got to do. What's up, my senor? Hey, how are you guys? All right, all right. How's your uh, quarantine going? Amazing. Uh, we're working. We're, we're still moving forward. 
So I got some questions for you, Mr. Uh, uh, Shark CFO. Uh, sure, the, go ahead. The IRS made some major changes, some uh, unprecedented changes recently. Amazing. Uh, yeah. What's, what's, can you give me some updates on that? Yes. Plain and simple. File your tax return on time, but you have 90 days to pay your tax liability if there's any tax liability. That's simple. So that means that means if I owe money, and I heard ridiculous monies, like up to a million dollars for individuals. <laughs> for individuals. Yeah, up to, and, and it goes even higher if you're a corporation. So still file your tax return. Uh, the paperwork is still due on the 15th. You can file an extension, but you get 90 days, no penalty, no interest. Right, no penalty, no interest for your tax liability. But file your tax return on time or file an extension. They're, they have not said that they will uh, abate the penalty for late filing. So my recommendation, if you're not going to have your tax return done, file an extension now. Get it ahead of time. I've had I've had a couple clients that have been asking me because they want the the one on one. Uh, they're, they're older clients that I've had for a while. And I, I keep telling them, I'm like, look, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to your house this time. Like, we're going to have to, right. you know, we're going to have to wait this thing out. Uh, I go push, come to shove. I will file an extension for you and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll file this later. They're not, you know, they don't end up owing very much, if anything ever, they're pretty close to, to even, but, um, but it's still one of those, it's, it's, a, what do you call it? Like a tax therapy session. I just get to go and, you know, listen and, and hang out and have the, yes the cafecito with the little pan or whatever <laughs> and talk. <laughs> I, know those, I know those clients. Yeah. So tell me, what are you guys doing over there with your quarantine? How's, how's things been on your side? How are you taking we advantage got, of this time? We, we moved the whole office to, uh, to our house and all our team members are working from their houses. And uh, we're actually reaching out to each and every single client and it's going to be a good time because we're going to we prepare a, a survey that uh, our, our team members are going to ask each of our clients personally over the phone. And what we're doing is we're asking them how can we help them during this so-called downtime. Because even though we're quarantined, we, it's not a vacation. We should not take uh, and see which is the latest Netflix series that it's playing or the most popular one, we should be planning ahead of time for the future. Yes, it's gonna be a lousy, crappy second quarter, but it should not be a lousy, crappy third and fourth quarter. Absolutely, because we gotta play catch up. All of a yeah. sudden, everything, everything's like, you know, right now is an absolute halt, which is fine, but then when everything gets back in, in motion, it's a sprint. Exactly. Exactly. And if as small business owners, we stop for each week that a small business owner stops, it takes them more than six months to recover. Mm. So that's a shitload of time. That is definitely a lot of time. Hey, how do you that's feel cool. about, uh, especially because I know you guys are big Disney fans. How do you feel about the park oh. closing and how, how, how to, what's, what's the word from, uh, from Mickey ears over there, uh, on, on opening? You know what? When Disney closed, we, we knew that this was serious, believe yeah. it or not. Um, they, they closed 
every single other park in the world except the ones in, in the United States. But as mm. soon as it closed, or they, they send a uh, press release saying that they were going to close, we knew that it was serious. Uh, a corporation like that does not close or does not take it lightly because they're losing mm -hmm. billions of dollars as we speak. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that they're going to open by the end of the month or pretty by the beginning of April. I actually believe that that's not going to happen. I actually think that it would be probably at the beginning of May. Yeah, I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing the same thing. Uh, yesterday, I heard the governor say that uh, expects schools to be closed for the rest of the semester until the fall. So right. you know, they're worried about about the the spread. I'm uh, I'm curious. How many? Do you guys know anybody personally that has contracted? Uh, no, actually, we we don't we don't know anybody that personally that has contracted it, and or that it's sick. Uh, we've taken all our precautions here in, in, in the house and with our family and uh, but that's that's pretty much all we know um, we know that it's being not taken serious in Mexico uh, we have family in Mexico that are are informing us and letting us know what's going on down there and uh, it's it's not a laughing matter yeah it's it's crazy dude I mean this is one of those things, you know, I was telling my nine-year-old daughter or my, she's 11 now, my 11-year-old my daughter, I was like, you know, you always hear us talk about 9-11, you know, like it was, it was a big thing in our lifetime. That was one of the big events in our lifetime. This was yours. You know, this is one of those major things that you're going to look back on and, and, you know, kids that are born next year, you're going to be able to talk to them when they're your age and, and be telling them like, I was there during the coronavirus, like the world stopped for a while like we couldn't go outside we couldn't go to the store we couldn't you know everything was going crazy hopefully this is one of those things that we we're we get ahead of this thing and we we quarantine ourselves and we beat it but you never know where this could go going forward this could be one of those things where you catch it it's not like chicken pox where you can get it over and over again it, or it could be like chicken pox where now your body's over it and and you're good to go we just don't know. There's not enough information. Can I, just, can I just say, though, like, one thing that I appreciate about this uh, pandemic is all the memes that are flying around. Like, that is one thing that I think has kept <laughs> everybody entertained while they're stuck at home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, thank you, Internet, for the constant entertainment. Yeah. The, the thing is that uh, we have a couple of friends that live in, in Hong Kong and Asia, and uh, they've been writing posts and messages in Facebook. And it's very, very interesting how differently they handle the situation compared to the way America in general is handling it. Uh, they actually self-quarantine. Uh, the discipline that they have of really not going out, it's its surprisingly amazing. Where is yeah. that? Pardon me? Where did you say that was? In Asia, in Hong Kong. Oh. All right, we got and, also uh, Mr. H on the line. Mr. H, welcome to the show, too. You have an opinion. Feel free to drop on in. Hey, Hernan, it's Nolan. Hey, what's uh, up, Nolan? Nothing, dude. Yeah, I mean, we actually just got off conference calls with school and everything um so 
we're just trying to figure that out on our end out here in Texas. So if you don't know, yeah, Nolan's in Texas. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where do you guys even have any cases out there that are, that are, that you know of? Yeah. So we actually have, uh, I think four confirmed cases now in our County, um, that we live in. So, oh, wow. Yep. So and Nolan's had, a teacher too out there in, uh, in Texas and he started his podcast. What was the name of your podcast? Nolan got to throw it out here. The, no, you're good. It's the syntax business podcast. So he just launched recently too. We've been talking to him a little bit, getting him some advice. He's been on uh, some of my Instagram lives in the morning. So thank you, senor. So tell me a little bit about your experience out there in Texas. What's, what's, uh, what's lockdown been for you? Well, um, I'm, I'm very fortunate because like my wife, she's actually ER nurse, um, but she hasn't been to work since last Thursday because of her work schedule, but she's about to go for the next couple of days to work. Um, but I've been doing a lot of podcasting things as we're waiting for our district to decide what we're going to, what our curriculum is going to look like for our students. And, um, so just trying to jump on podcasts. I've been self-seclusion, isolation type stuff, but it's been nice. <laughs> no complaints, honestly. Taking advantage of that time, man. Yeah. It's a big difference. For sure. So Vidal, what were you telling me about Hong Kong, my friend? That uh, people down there, they learned from the, their experience with SARS, and they actually self-quarantine themselves. Um, they actually do have a discipline of uh, social distancing. And uh, as of last week, there were only four registered cases. That's so, good. See, yes, but here's amazing. the other thing. Here's the other thing. Like, like Nolan was saying, there's four confirmed cases in Texas. We we look at the numbers. Like, I, you and I, if you all are, are numbers people, you look at the numbers. Yeah. Statistically, it's a very small chance based on the numbers of confirmed cases and deaths. I mean, compare that to the 7.8 billion people around the world. It's very slim chance of you contracting based on those numbers. But those numbers are only the ones that they're able to test. That doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there are other people who have not been able to get tested. Because um, I heard I heard something the other day, and I don't even know if these are accurate numbers, but I heard something like the the county of San Diego can only test up to like 400 people a day. Like that's the most they have capacity to test because they There's just no don't have the testing. They don't have the test kits. Yeah, and so that's that's the biggest I think. Uh, problem with this thing is you see numbers like that and if you think of it logically like I do you're thinking oh okay well it's not a big deal because you know there's only like this many people compared to all these people in San Diego it's not a big deal but what you're realizing is it's still spreading you just don't have confirmed cases because there's no testing available or the government is to a point uh, minimizing the number of cases because they don't want to alarm the, the, the society. The, the panic ensues, right? Exactly. Like, what's up with, uh, with all the toilet paper not, not being available? Um, this, this friend of mine was telling me that um, in, in Hong Kong, what they were doing is the stores did not need to limit the number of items so they, that they could buy. People themselves limited to just what they needed it. Like, you don't need 100 rolls of toilet paper per household. Are you trying you to – You don't. You're saying that the cultural difference is, is – there's right. a big cultural difference. We as Americans right. are, are, are hoarding all this stuff when we know there are people who need it. You think it's a capitalistic point of view? Because uh, nope. 
I've seen some stuff where people start selling uh, sanitizer and all kinds of weird stuff at a high price trying to make a buck. Amazon uh, suspended a couple of uh, people that tried to do that. Amazon and eBay. Uh, they were trying to sell hand sanitizers for $70 and uh, Amazon suspended their accounts. So it's not a capitalist. This is people not respecting people. Yeah. Well, and, and I've they're had maintaining that stance to Amazon is if you read about what they're doing, they're they're maintaining that stance. And and I've I've had this discussion with James already in the past, but I want to know what you, what you guys think. Maybe Nolan and 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 without like, I I feel like right now it's okay to sell. Like I I did my soft launch of my podcast coaching program on Monday, and I figure it's mm-hmm. going to be a great time for people to take advantage of this downtime to start putting more content out there for whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, if you're a restaurant, you need to be showing the struggle that's going on because people may not know that yours is one of those companies that's struggling, you know what I mean? But you're able to put out this content on a regular basis, start something where you start developing your own brand, and that's a good use of your time. But when I when 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 everything happened and I had my date, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe I should not do this because, you know, I don't want to make money. Like all of a sudden, the thought of making money felt like a bad thing, but it's not, right? No, it's not. It's not because if you see we are numbers people, big big corporations, they make the bulk of their wealth in times like this. That's statistic. Big companies make the bulk of their wealth during this time. Because people panic and they stop, like for instance, buying stock. You should buy stock instead of liquidating your 401k or, or selling your stock. Yes, it's going to take some time, but the, the, the stock market, it's a time uh, thing. It's not a short-term thing. So people need to be more well-educated and trust advisors and not freaking opinions for, from neighbors. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were speaking at Disney and I was looking at that. Uh, I don't have much in stocks, but I do have my kids, uh, my kids account. So they get to pick mm-hmm. the stocks that, that they pick. Right. And so of course they have Amazon, they have Disney, they have Hasbro, mm-hmm. you know, all the different stuff mm-hmm. they have. And I, so I was looking at Disney just to take a look. And it, at last I checked, it was trading at like $92 a share when it had peaked at about $150 a share earlier this year. <laughs> So, you know, mm-hmm. that's a huge drop and that's nice to be able to buy. And you know, Disney's not going anywhere. These are one of those companies that as soon as they open up the door, they might take a couple billion dollar hits, but understand that they have billion dollar days, right? So, you know. We have the insurance guy, James is there. They have insurance. Oh yeah. They're not going to suffer. They're not going to, they're not going to hurt. So when, when they, when it comes back, it's going to be a good investment to have been able to buy additional shares in that particular company or any company that you choose. Because in the next five, six, seven, ten years, we're going to see a huge jump over time. And once again, just to, just to go back to, to the uh, insurance aspect of things, this is a guidance that was put out uh, for one of our carriers just this morning. Uh, business income coverage is the thing that we're most concerned with, right? It's all these people shutting down their businesses and they're losing all of the revenue. So this mm-hmm. is the language that typically reads in the policy is that we will pay for business income loss that is due to necessary suspension of operations during a period of restoration. How
However, the suspension must be caused by direct physical loss or damage to the property. So a direct physical loss and damage to the property is not the same thing as a loss of, uh, loss of revenue due to civil authority or government. It's not the same thing. So no, there are a lot of people that are not going to be able to collect on their insurance claims because there's no physical loss to their property. Right, 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 right. That's crazy. So, furthermore, virus, bacteria, and fungi-related losses are typically excluded under uh, business property, business and property insurance policies. Wow. That's a big so, Yeah, there's a lot of people that are going to be hurting from this. They are. And not, they're not going to be able to, to, to recover from an insurance policy. See, this is yeah. one of those things that we need to be putting on a, on the podcast on its own. Like this, <laughs> that topic yes. by yes. itself needs to be out there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, th- these are the things that we're sharing uh, within, within our team here at uh, Pipeline Insurance. You know, these are, these are the communications that we're receiving. So our agents are aware of all of these things that are happening. Uh, we're making sure to stay on top of things. Um, and, you know, put out as much information as we can. We're just, you know, doing everything we can to, to help everybody, uh, everybody out there, everybody that's, that's and that's what we all, as, uh, and that's what we all business, small business owners should be doing, helping each other. Uh, yeah. we're, like I said, we're, we're calling and reaching out to each of every single in the, uh, client that we have to see how we can, we help them to see if we can review certain things, certain policies. And, and maybe help them apply for a small business loan if they need it. Only if they show to us that they reach every single possible lead generator marketing uh, um, program to, to, to generate sales. Because it's very easy to apply for a loan. But what are you going to do to pay it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take time to prepare for the loan application. It's better to take time to lead generate and then if nothing is happening okay let's go to second the second option which would be a loan but but beware of loans beware of credit card debt because it will end up you absolutely it, it i mean just the interest alone could eat you up yeah you never, get, you never get yourself out of a hole for for accountants that oh reach out to your all your clients and help them apply for a small business loan and charge them uh five or six points and things like that and i'm like dude that's not ethical yeah instead of saying hey let me teach you how to lead generate let me teach you how to sell let me teach you how to contact and deliver with your clients let me teach you things like that instead of saying hey go and apply for a loan and apply for credit cards uh, and max them out. It's that's not that's not ethical. Not the way. That's financial suicide, my friend. Financial yeah. suicide. Do you know that SBA is it's offering the their their the, the relief loan for thirty yeah. years? A thirty, 30 year, year relief loan? Yes. Like your business will not survive for thirty years. You end up paying that loan on your own on your own. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you. I learned that lesson in my very first business. <laughs> corporation might sign but if you co-sign that thing that's you on the hook that's it. and yes. what a co-sign means 
<laughs> SBA is not going to let yeah. the loan be signed by just like a corporation. They're going to want 2.53 times the collateral. Yeah, absolutely. And All right, gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen, it's been a fun one. I appreciate you guys hopping on. Uh, all the way from Texas, and I don't know where you're at, Vidal. I don't know if you crossed the border or you stayed on this side. No, I'm staying in this side. I'm in, in Chula Vista. All right, cool. So you San Diego, Chula Vista, Texas. Hey, you be safe out there, Nolan. Any any last-minute thoughts from Texas out there? Nah, just stay safe, and everyone. it's everyone's responsibility to flatten hey, the curve, the, right? What was the name of your podcast again? Syntex or Syntax? Syntex, so like Central Texas, but Syntex business podcast um yeah we released last week we had three episodes drop and then we got one episode dropping on monday coming out so uh yeah um and i was you guys were talking about business and my i wanted to interject but here's a space and just the idea america right we're going in debt and it's it's a scary place to be and i feel like that this is kind of an echoing chamber of like hey it's very important to budget it's very important to learn how to do that and what's important are the four walls right your business your uh, or your structure around you, your family, your food, and things like that. Um, and if you have that emergency fund in place, then a business can weather the storm as long you know as long as you've done that. So that's just my encouragement for everybody out there for that. Awesome, absolutely, cool, All right, gentlemen. You we, guys uh, be safe we out drop there. your podcast uh, link in the comments, so anybody listening, go check out the Sentech Business Podcast. And thank you very much, Nolan. We appreciate you. No, thank you guys. You guys are. Uh, lighten the path and you're shining that light. I, I really appreciate y'all doing what y'all are doing. So keep at it. Awesome. Thanks, brother. All right, yeah. guys. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Also the way. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.